and welcome to Bad Wedding Behead, a podcast where two best friends drink and discuss which characters they want to send to the bedroom, to the altar, or to the gallows. My name is Meg. And I'm Carla. Each week, we select three characters from a movie, show, or book, and argue whether they deserve a ring, a fling, or murder, while discussing what we like or don't about each. Hello and welcome back to Bedwed Behead. It's March! Woo! Again? Or still? I'm... Again. <laughs> Finally. Spring is coming. And so is the time change. Check your clocks. Stop it. <laughs> time doesn't change. Time doesn't even matter anymore. That um, much is true. But what does matter is the fact that I am Meg. And I'm Carla. And this is Bedwetter Behead, the podcast where two best friends drink and kill one third of our favorite characters. Yes, but we also give at least a third of our characters a nice handy at the very least. We spare. Okay, you could also call it that. (laughs) Yours is more classy. Okay. Classy. And and just bear with us. We're trying a new format tonight. So we're going to see how this goes. It's going to go well. Uh, I have faith in us. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. And if it doesn't, well, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing it over. No, it's late. We're old. We're not re-recording. So sorry. Yeah, it's true. Late. It's (laughs) 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, I'm ready for bed. for me. And that's really what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm already ready to get in my pajamas and go to bed because I'm very young and hip. I got my side part. <laughs> I got my skinny jeans, my laugh cry emoji. Did you hear that that's how the young folk now know millennials aren't cool? <laughs> the laugh cry emoji. And side parted hair as if anyone can really pull off the middle part. Like I know. Nobody can. I remember middle school. I remember I saw pictures of myself in middle school. No one can do it. I have a fairly symmetrical face. Can't do it. Not only that, but I've been watching Gilmore Girls, and neither Rory nor Lorelai could pull off a middle part. So it's just generationally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Generationally, it's just not possible. It draws attention to any asymmetrical parts of your face. Yeah, it's not a flattering look. But yeah, so apparently middle parts and mom jeans are... Okay, listen, I stand by mom jeans, though. They're comfy as hell. They're great for the fupa. <laughs> I just don't understand why we ever had to get rid of bootcut jeans. I'm not going <gasps> to lie. Thank you. And that's another thing that I just realized watching Gilmore Girls is that Lorelai, first of all, looked wonderful in bootcut jeans. And second of all, they were super comfy. I don't need my yeah. ankles to be attacked like this. Your skinny I jeans. Don't need, I don't need to be wearing like tennis shoes and skinny jeans and then the only socks I can wear are the little ankle socks, the no-shows, yes. that go under my foot. Yes. And they're consistently under It's a lifelong struggle. Yes. <laughs> it's a lifelong struggle. I miss my boot-cut jeans. Me too. Let's bring it back. Anyway. We're officially bringing, bringing it, back. it back. Yes. The boobs bring back boot-cuts. Oh, God, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Speaking of mouthfuls. <laughs> Tonight, we are actually going to be talking about... Nine one one. That's right. Which is the show Not- that the Boobs Fam selected in our poll out of nine one one Superstore and the Good Place. So thank you for voting in our poll and leading us thank to this momentous occasion. 
And to the people who voted for the other two, you're in luck. We're still going to do them anyway because... That's who we are. We like those shows. (laughs) We can only watch so many new TV shows. (laughs) Again, old and moms. Yes. Um, About... No, it's not 911 Lone Star. No, heavens. It's the OG. It's the OG 911. And we're actually going to be playing with Bobby Nash... Played by Peter Krause. Speaking of Lorelai Gilmore, her husband. Her husband. Well, Lauren Graham's anyway. <laughs> um, Evan Buck Buckley, played by Oliver Stark. And Henrietta Hen Wilson, played by Aisha Hines. Three very attractive people. Three very endearing characters. Yes. And I don't know about you. I had a really, really... Um, hard time. I cannot explain to you how much I absolutely hated us for choosing this. Like we decided, <laughs> oh hey, these are three people that we would really like to see go to see go head to head. And I'm just here to tell you officially that uh, I hate us for it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I am not happy with my choice for beheading. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, and these are all three characters that I just want to see happy. Yes. That's all I want. I just want them to be at peace with their loves and happy. Same. And they all have had such great character growth. Like, all of the things I normally go by for choosing, um, they all kind of have their all own... All three of them. Their own stuff. So next time we're going to throw in, I think, Maddie just as a sacrificial <laughs> Yes, it'll be like no offense to no offense to it'll to be like Maddie fans out there. Athena, Michael, and Maddie, or Athena, Eddie, and Maddie. We'll yes. just make it real. <laughs> yes. Hi. On this bedwetter behead episode, we are going to start off by just killing off Maddie. Now, who do you want a better bit or? Yeah. Well, notice that we that no one we aren't even talking about chim because no. nothing will come nothing nothing, nothing. nope <laughs> we try not to have sacred cows but chim is not he's, a sacred cow. he's up there with, with hilo yes yeah anyway so our new formula what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually go through each of the characters and kind of talk about the characters and then after we talk about that character carl and i will say whether or not we would bed wet or behead them and then we'll still go through with what our guesses were, and we'll still still do the final judgment at the end. But this way we get rid of some of the um, double fighting. Yes. Well, because <laughs> as I'm sure you've all heard and taken notes on in our previous episodes, um, a lot of the times we each have the same exact point, and then we'll just mm-hmm. mush it down into gravel because we both like yeah. to talk. So we're trying to avoid that because we were supposed to be a bite-sized podcast and suddenly we have become and when our episodes an are almost as long as meal, the movie a dessert <laughs> and like the after dinner drink yes all right so carla why don't you start us off who are we going to talk about first let's talk about bobby first oh bobby nash our tragic i would i would call bobby probably the at least in the beginning the main character that you followed right absolutely yeah. So our fire chief. Yes, our fire chief, <laughs> our resident dad. He started off very aloof. He didn't want to get very close to his colleagues, and he uh, he had a reason for that. He had like, huh? emotionally traumatized. Right, exactly. Like he had a huge emotional trauma from um, 
his past uh, addiction, which he worked very hard to overcome. But this addiction had a cost of his wife and children because... And 145 other people. Yes. Because, and you know, this is obviously going to be spoiler heavy, but um, as it is revealed (laughs) in the first season, Bobby and his addiction, um, he went to one of the unused apartments in his building and uh, he accidentally set a fire and the building went up in smoke with his wife, children, and everybody else in the building trapped inside. Um, And that was, you know, obviously very traumatic for him and for everybody who's who left behind um, loved ones so he started keeping track of the people that he saved in a notebook um, when he went off to the new fire department right and this is we're going to put a trigger warning out here for just a minute there we're going to talk a little bit we've already talked a little bit about addiction but there's some suicidal ideation yes that we're going to talk about so just to let you guys know that we're going to talk about that because it's a it's a big part of who bobby is when we first meet him right and he, and through all of that he has a very hard time. He, he does a perfectly competent job but he doesn't want to get close to his new um people at the at his, with his crew yeah right so and this is one of the things that that you know as a character makes him so interesting is that he comes off just really aloof and detached at first but once you get to know the reasoning behind that and the way that the crew responds to him when he is in a dire crisis it really it it, um first of all that particular scene where he asked for help is beautiful from buck and hen yes from Buck and like, Hen. I just realized that, like, these three have know, such right? a deep bond with each other. And I'm like, and I was like, I just hard. don't want to put married couples against each other. Yeah, and yet. <laughs> not married yeah. couples. But They're not have, married. No, no, no. But, and yet we have, like, these very deeply entwined people all together in the yes. same trio. But, yes, Hen and Buck are the ones who are there to pull him out of his spiral and to give him the support that he needs. Mm-hmm. And that's so very important. Yeah, and, and and as he we go on in the seasons, he opens up to his crew, and you can tell that it makes a big difference. And I can't believe we totally forgot to talk about what we're drinking. So we'll finish <gasps> up with Bobby yes. real quick, and we'll talk about what we're drinking. Um, so, But basically, what I love about Bobby is that he is always someone who can take his own... Take responsibility for his own feelings and his own actions. He isn't one to put blame on anything he's always there for his crew and he's willing to go to bat for them which is amazing and i think it's wonderful in a leader i think it's wonderful in a partner both in life and at work some i'm trying i'm trying to think of ways to like pros or whatever against or cons against bobby he is really hard to get to know he does have that trauma when we talk, we talk about suicidal ideation, he is talking, and this is not even a con against Bobby or anything like that. It's just something that would be difficult to, to deal with as a spouse. Um, I don't think it would be an issue as a bed partner because, well, I mean, honestly. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the fact that he put, like, an end date, an ex- expiration date on his own life, once he saves 148 people, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't come right out and say that he's going to kill himself, but it's really, really heavily implied. Like he can be with, I can be with my family again. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than 
trying to move past it, which I can understand because I think that guilt would be overwhelming. Like if you think of the pain of losing your whole family, losing your children, I can't imagine anything more painful. Adding on to that, that you're the one responsible for it. Like not even indirectly responsible. No, not even like a car accident that you happen to be driving. Like your, his actual choices directly killed them. But I love that he winds up having what's called the golden arm when he's basically forced to give blood and he doesn't like needles. Right. <laughs> and and he's got like this the for for RH um negative I can't remember the name of it. But it's it's the condition where a parent is negative blood type and the baby's positive, I think, and it can be anyway. He has a golden arm, and so now he has to get blood every eight weeks, Yeah, um, basically for the rest of his life, because the real-life man in Australia who has this quote-unquote golden arm, it's incredibly rare, has saved two million people through his blood right. donations. But anyway, I I love Bobby. I think he's really interesting. He can cook. Yes. Which, you, which we know is it's a very big important. deal. Yes. He also, it is very important, he would be my DD. Which in Wisconsin is a thing. Um, I also really appreciate that when he buys ground beef, he doesn't get anything above 92% lean. Because <laughs> it's very important so that you can get because that. Because at that point, what's, what's the point? <laughs> it may as well be turkey. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's true. But one of the other um, things. But with, I just, with... I love, he takes responsibility. Well, he does, but the other thing is that, you know, he's part of the most interesting and involved and, and evolved depictions of blended family, like, ever, where mm-hmm. he is, you know, both he and Athena, once they pair up and they get married, they maintain a more than cordial relationship with her ex. Um, they have a good mm-hmm. friendship, and he and Michael can rely on each other, you know, in ways that I don't think we've seen in television between exes yeah they're very much a family yeah regardless absolutely they put the family legal ties that bind right they put the family above everything else which is just wonderful to see because you know realistically i know that there are a lot uh of complications particularly when you get to this point the way that this particular family did which is athena was married to michael michael was gay and so he and Athena split up. Mm-hmm. And that was very difficult and very fraught. Bobby says, steps into the picture as the he's a white guy coming into this family with, you know, the black stepkids. His wife is black. The ex-husband is black. And he has to uh, step up to the plate in terms of being the right kind of step-parent and spouse and, and you know, partner. Right. Well, and I think, and I think it's, well, and it's such a beautiful depiction of how these people all kind of healed each other Mm -hmm. because they were all going through some stuff. Now, I, he does have, he's very stubborn. He's very rigid when he gets into certain ways. But I also think that part of what makes him harder to find stuff to dislike about him, I guess, is because he went through such tragedy because he lost so much he really really cherishes what he does have Mm 
mm-hmm. and he understands how easily all of that can go away. Right. But so, the other and, thing, though, is that he also has a hero complex, which, you know, chief, very much chief of chief firefighter and everything. But he feels like absolutely everything has to go through him and fall on his shoulders. And he has to be the absolute leader and kind of in a way, almost like the last word in something. It's not in his marriage, because, first of all, Athena would never mm-hmm. go for that. Well, he's not the leader in his marriage. He's the partner in he's his the marriage. He's the partner in his marriage. <laughs> like he's... But there are so many yeah. times at which he... Yeah, he has a leadership position, but I feel like he oversteps bounds a lot in that leadership position. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I, can, and I also know that he chafes a little bit at being under command and stuff, too. Right. Um, but be that as it may, um, I decided, Carla, I'm going to wed Bobby. Oh, are you? Because he, I see him being, a, he's a good husband. He's a good parent. He's, he would definitely <laughs> yeah, cherish kind of, like I said, cherish and respect and put a lot into a relationship. And we can see how he does that, how easily, not even easily necessarily, but how happily he stepped into the role of step parent Mm -hmm. with Athena's kids and how understanding he was and how, and we talked a little bit in Jane, the Virgin about how much I was not a fan of Michael and his inability to Mm co-parent that we didn't really get to see very much of. Bobby does not have that. Bobby is happy to Mm co-parent with Michael and should Michael find a partner with Michael's part? Like they are a great blended family and, um, Bobby really realized that he was stepping into a complete family. Right. Regardless of what their marital status was, this was a whole family that he was stepping into. He was, he never for, never once tried to push Michael out and he never once made the kids feel like they had to call him dad or anything right. like that. He mm-hmm. always spoke to them very respectfully. And I, I just think that would make a good spouse. Also, he cooks. Right, which did I, I was mention <laughs> going to say you haven't that mentioned he cooks. the cooking. Well, I, I'll tell you. I this. did before. <laughs> I he cooks and he doesn't cook super like new agey stuff or anything like that. <laughs> he gives me my comfort food. Nothing. I think it was either ninety two or ninety three percent. So it's not like kale salad <laughs> with like sea- seaweed foam. With, like, chia seeds all over right, and, yeah. like, cashew, <laughs> cashew burgers butter. or I don't Cashew I don't butter know. For, for for dessert. Nothing I on it. I do love cashews. Nothing on it. Nothing. Just the butter. Just, just the, in a jar. No, not even in a jar. It's going to be, like, a spoon smeared with cashew butter, and that's your dessert. Enjoy. See, I feel like this is, I feel like that's what Buck would give us. <laughs> <laughs> that's entirely possible. But what are you going to, so what are you doing with I'm Bobby? I'm going to bed Bobby. I, I love Bobby, but I, I have much stronger feelings about another character. And it's not a knock, knock against Bobby. Like, none of these... Uh, no, things... I'm not happy about any choice. No, exactly. I, any beheading choice that's made. No, exactly. So, like, and, this was and really tough. my choice of beheading does not mean I don't love that character. Right. But, Carla, before we get into the next character... Yes. Um, I was gonna... I was trying to think of a drink that was fire... <laughs> Related or themed. So you didn't go with the fireball in honor of Tiff? I don't have fireball, actually. And also, um, all the, like, fire-themed things I could find were cold. 
and it's negative nine here. Yeah, no. And I nobody has yeah, time for I'm that. Cold. <laughs> I'm chilly. So I decided I went with a red wine because fire trucks are red. You are so cute. That counts. So I'm drinking Via Rosa Red from Portugal. <laughs> oh, it's it's tasty. I don't know. It's it's my wine insiders. It's actually la- my wine insiders have been lasting for a while. I'm shocked, to be perfectly honest. How about you, Carla? Well, I am cranberry and red wine. Of course. How did you know? <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> barefoot. Well, I am barefoot, but my wine is not. Um, it's it's actually an Italian. Oh my gosh, my son called it potato because he read the label and he thought it was hilarious to call it potato. <laughs> I can't remember the the type of wine it is, but it's an Italian red. It's super dry, so I'm not so much of a fan. And it is also one of my wines from my Wine Insiders box. Again, Wine Insiders, if you want to sponsor us, we are more than happy to just keep drinking wine and talking about it and mentioning Wine Insiders (laughs) as a place to get cheap wine. Tasty cheap wine. Okay, Uh, so... Yeah. You talked about how much you love this character. And I know who you're gonna who you're saying. Um, we're gonna talk about Hen. You know me so well. Next, played by Aisha Hines. And I already know that I got all of your. <laughs> I know all of your picks. <laughs> like, I guessed them all right. I'm gonna throw that out there because as soon as I knew where Bobby was on your list, you knew I knew where everything, everything else. else would yeah. would fall. Well, so Hen. Right. So Hen, uh, you know she's made mistakes in the past. She definitely has. When Eva came back into the picture mm-hmm. early on in the show, she went behind Karen's back and, you know, was... Like, and cheated, and on, cheated her. on her. Yeah. And put her kids at risk. Yes. Which is an awful, selfish, selfish thing to do. <laughs> but I, you know, and even in my notes, I said, sure, she's, make, she's made mistakes in the past, a.k.a. her entire relationship with Eva. Um. But she, you know, (laughs) but since then, she's come back super strong. You know, she's a great mom and a great wife. She has been, since then, very devoted. And she has, you know, this unbelievable work ethic that is just completely unmatched. And on top of that, she has the biggest heart, I think, Mm -hmm. of pretty much anybody in the series. Like, I, I don't know that any other character has as big a heart as Hen does. She's full of love and compassion and passion. She's kind. She's brilliant. She's going through the process of, you know, raising a child and having gone through a fertility treatment with her wife that didn't work out and going through um, mm-hmm. through fostering a new child. And she's going to med school on top of working her full-time job. So, you know... In a lot of ways, she's like the superwoman archetype. But just more than anything, what strikes me the most yeah. is her compassion. Like she has such an ability to feel for people and to put herself in their shoes and to try to um, make them as comfortable as she can when she can. As part of you know, as part of her job, but that's also just who she is. She's very yeah invested in well, and her people. history of being her history of nearly dying um being shot when she was 16 and kind of how that brought her into uh being a paramedic and kind of the struggle she went through when she first came to the firehouse to the 118 um i think shapes a lot of who she is as a person obviously 
um, when she killed that cellist. Oh my god. I've been thinking about that scene. Yeah, I haven't watched that episode for months and I am still devastated by it. I can't I can't watch it. It breaks my heart every time. Like you follow this this random cellist throughout her day and then Hen she the cellist gets hit by the ambulance yeah. that Hen's driving and it kills her. And I think that and that messed Hen up so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the thing that really gets me though about Hen, like I love Hen. I think she's a fantastic character. I think she's a wonderful person and a good friend um she did cheat on her wife with the worst possible person she could cheat on her wife with like her scheming just out of prison ex-girlfriend and the biological mother of her son who and then almost that almost destroys her entire family not just because karen finds out and gets upset because you know don't cheat on your spouse (laughs) but because then eve decides oh i'm gonna try and take your kid away and use the fact that you cheated on your wife with me Mm -hmm. as the reason right it was i I, I mean i'm glad she didn't let eve die right (laughs) eva from an od and eva i'm sorry but that really bugged me a lot about Hen. It was real, and I like how... I like One thing I really like about this show is, first off, this show is incredibly diverse, which I love. But I think another thing that kind of... And I don't think you watched it because it was part of the crossover episode and you didn't see the the Lone Star part of that one, I don't think. No, I didn't. It breaks, my, it breaks up my heart a little bit for Buck that he mentions that Hen would come out... Hen gets trapped in a landmine, basically, because there's a massive wildfire, and their helicopter goes down... And it's the only place that they have any shot of surviving this wildfire that's going on. And all the fire chief people at headquarters or whatever are saying, no, no one can go. It's too dangerous. And Buck and a character from 9 Lone Star, TK, um, decide that they're going to go anyway. And TK is like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, she would do the same for me. At least I think. I think she would. And it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that he doesn't have that assurance that, and he said the same thing about Bobby and Hmm. that he doesn't have the assurance that if he's in danger, they'll come for him the way he would go for them. And I think that's a little bit more on Buck and his history than it is on Hen. Right. But it's still, it still made me feel a little bit, a little bit heartbroken for Hen. Yeah. Because I I don't know where that would come from. Because of Hen's behavior. Oh, from... Right, I think where Buck's feelings would come from. Yeah, because I, I just don't Buck know. Buck has issues. Well, Buck, but that's just it. It's like, if it's a Buck thing, then I don't think <laughs> that we're putting it on, on Hen. Right, no, I'm just saying it's something that broke my heart mm-hmm. a little bit that specifically, I think it broke my heart specifically because it was Bobby and Hen that Buck wasn't sure of. Right, and they're like the, the, you know, he, the most steadfast people. He doesn't question other people. Right. And that's what kind of broke my heart a little bit about that. Um, I think that I think that's a lot of Buck's issues, but I think I, so. Carla, what what are you going to do with Hen? I know you're going to be shocked that I'm going to marry Hen. I'm absolutely marrying <laughs> Hen because you know what? I feel like those first season revelations and goings on were just like a setup for the redemption arcs for all these characters. And I think that since then, she's right. been demonstrably a very devoted and present partner like she's she's done her best considering like all of the trauma that she's been through in the more recent seasons Mm -hmm. and how about you meg what are you gonna do with my wife are you going to behead her Um, um... (gasps) meg no 
Meg. I have to behead someone. Yes, but you have to behead. Buck is like, okay, but Buck is like this precious little, like, I feel very protective of Buck (laughs) because he's just such a lost little boy. Okay, well, tell me more about your... Because he's all man. My reason... Yeah. (laughs) His name is Buck, and he likes to fuck. Oh, my God. No, that's a different show. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But tell me more about your, your feelings for Buck, though. I just... My my stuff with Buck is I just like I said I have felt very protective of Buck probably since season two season one he was obviously I mean it would have been kind of a season skis. one yeah season one Buck but even though he he never gave any women that because he was like a sex addict he said or anything like that he never gave any of these women any impression that it was going to be anything other than it was right it was pretty shitty when he used to steal the fire truck um, but I think as a character he's probably he's probably grown the most oh for sure yeah of the three. Um, we can credit Abby to that, which I just have to say is probably one of the weirdest relationships. Yes, thank on you. The show. In the beginning, I was all about. I was like, why? Why is Abby and Bobby not together? Right, but now I can't see Bobby shipping... with anyone but Athena. No, of course. But in the beginning, I think a lot of us were shipping Bobby and and um, Abby. Maybe it's because they didn't have a good combo name because Bobby <laughs> and Abby would be Babby because <laughs> Abby would not work. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't go with it. But anyway, so I just, I think he has been so let down and so abandoned by every single person that he has known his entire life. His parents, his sister, most of his his friends. He doesn't form connections. Abby let him down and broke his heart. Yeah. He doesn't form connections easily. So when he does, it's very, very deep. And you can see, like, when he goes and does not hesitate to put himself in danger to save the people he cares about. Except for uh, Bobby and, and Ed this one time. No, he didn't. He <laughs> no, didn't no, no, hesitate. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Because he, like, he stole a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just, I, I just want to protect him. And that's literally, like, that's, I couldn't see myself marrying him because he's more of a mess than I really want to deal with that's which is funny because we married bobby and bobby has like eight tons more baggage um but oh, bobby's worked through we. it we're not there yet sweetheart <laughs> true um but i think he's just he's so pr- he, i don't know he's hot for a while well, yeah um i just but i couldn't bring myself to behead buck just because of my own personal feelings of just how vulnerable he is as a character and how many walls and shields that he puts up to protect himself and to protect this heart that even us as an audience are really only starting to see like this tender bruised person inside of all of his ego and all of his blustering that we saw in the beginning yeah and the way he like basically falls in love with christopher oh yeah and takes on that role and i know there are people who are like "Ooh, buck and buck and eddie gross i don't care i want that little family yes me too <laughs> they're already pe- practically a family and yeah my my reason for picking hen is strictly because i had to pick somebody and i'll show you my crossed out things <laughs> i changed this oh my god a lot <laughs> Okay, yours I never changed or wavered once. Mine I changed a lot because I just had a really, really hard time because I love all of these characters. Yeah. Well, we didn't so make this much. easily on ourselves, so you know, kudos to us. But I will say for for Buck, you know, that only leaves for me beheading, and the only reason mm-hmm. for that is like you know, Buck, I love him so so dearly. Like 
he's he i was gonna say like my one of my favorite characters but they're all one of my favorite characters because this is just a show full of excellent characters with great acting (laughs) and maddie (laughs) (laughs) great characters and then there's maddie yes you are correct um but buck buck is like cookie dough you like cookie dough Mm -hmm. but i personally would rather have a cookie and he's not quite at the point yet where he is you know he's not fully he's not fully baked Yes, he's an he's a cookie dough like in the oven for five minutes. I want a cookie dough that's been in the oven for twelve minutes, and he's not he's just not I love there. You so much. <laughs> I'm just hungry, man. I just really want cookies. I didn't say I was gonna marry him. I know that. No, no, no. But <laughs> but even out of the options, when I just mm-hmm. stack them up against each other, just Buck ends up being on the beheading end of the stick. I just like I said, I love him. I think that there. are many great qualities to him he has grown up so much he has become a great step parent you know even though it's just in our <laughs> imaginations but he's still he's still somebody who loves and protects christopher as if he were his own he has been very he's just become a much more mature person and much more ready to be a mm-hmm. not quite to be a partner well, to somebody but yeah. to be a better human being one thing that really did piss me off about buck is the time when he sued Mm -hmm. the department bobby and the department because bobby was like you're not ready to come back to work yet and buck was like i have to come to work and it caused so much turmoil and so much pain to everybody Mm -hmm. and i think that was probably like the big glaring like really kind of shitty thing i can understand he was coming from the spot where he thought because of his own history that it was because Bobby didn't trust him right. to be able to do the job. Rather, and not see it as Bobby's fatherly, I think, feelings of wanting to protect. And that kind of puts where Bobby's really rigid, too. And Bobby right. is really closed off in a lot of ways. Because Bobby never actually, they never actually just, like, sat down and talked to each other. Right. They, they just like, each made assumptions about well, the other's motives. Right. But also, in, in Bobby's shoes, if my firefighter collapsed in my backyard uh, because I think it was a blood clot that he had or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. I, I haven't seen that episode in a while. I was re-watching and then Life news, got in the way. Situation, <laughs> news, news situations for what's going on right now as of this recording uh, was distracting for me. But I understand where Bobby was coming from in that situation. I understand where Buck was coming from with it just within his own mind. But I don't think Buck even really thought through. And he actually, he said, like, once he realized how big this was getting, he, like, freaked out Mm -hmm. and and stepped back. But, like, he traumatized, traumatized, he hurt everyone in his firehouse. It kind of put a lot of strain on all of the relationships. His and Eddie's relationship Mm -hmm. was really strained because of that. Him and Chris, he couldn't even talk to Christopher about it. And Christopher didn't really get any explanations from it. And that really kind of puts his whole the whole firehouse in danger right. if there's a lot of friction and tension because they have to work together as a unit. Right. In very tense situations that are literally life and death. And that's the the, um, the interaction. You're going to take my thing no, no, no. and be like, that's why I'm going to kill no, him. But like, no. <laughs> when I was doing my my thing here with my, my notes, that's the, the interaction that informed my decision for both Bobby and Buck because mm-hmm. it, it brought out sides to each of them that were not the best sides of them. And it, it certainly was worse for my thinking of Buck than Bobby. But at the same time, it, it was just very, 
it didn't it, it didn't tough sh- it didn't reflect well on both of them yeah well and you, and you have to think though that buck is like 26 27 right like at the time he's young and young people are idiots in a lot of ways bobby is in his 50s right. 40s 50s mm-hmm. So I feel like some of the more irrational things that Buck does are are a bit more forgivable than necessarily some of the things Bobby does. To a point, because being in your mid twenties, to a point, yeah, it's not like being it's not a it's not a free pass or no. anything like that. But again, like I said, undercooked, you know, cookie. undercooked. He's an undercooked cookie. <laughs> Yes, he's an undercookie. This 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 analogy does not work for me at all because I don't, you, you like don't care for cookies. Oh my god! So he is. Well, I was gonna say like an undercooked cracker, but that could be very much misinterpreted. So I don't know. He is. <laughs> well, I just talked about how immature he is in the beginning, and he just called him an undercooked cracker, and I might die. So you're obviously gonna cut that part out. I'm gonna choke. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. That's too funny. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, he is underaged Wisconsin cheese. I like all. Oh cheese, my. Though. Okay, forget so, it. Except blue cheese. Uh, let me think. I, I'm trying to think of a he good is analogy. Underaged wine. For me, he is grape juice. He's grape juice. Yes, he's grape juice, and I want wine. And the other two give me wine, and he is just a baby grape sitting, waiting to be turned into juice. He's not even he's juice. not even juice yet. Oh, he's just a he's grape. Juice. He's a sad little he's grape. <laughs> they put him. They put him in the barrel, and he's he really is. Here's the thing, though, and we've talked about these are all fantastic characters. Not just because I really like all of the characters, but they are so multifaceted yeah. they have so that none of them are perfect all of them have flaws and foibles and issues and a past that informs and i think the actors all do an amazing job of making sure that that past Absolutely. informs how they're how they're acting and i just i don't like the idea of beheading any of them to be perfectly Me honest neither. so we're gonna bring maddie in <laughs> no <laughs> In case you haven't been able to tell up to this point, we're just really not fans of Maddie. Not really. You know, I didn't have an issue with her in the beginning. Really? Because she's I had an one of the few from, characters that I liked her from the get-go. That's because that's a bias that you have, just in general. We that, talked about fact. that yes. bias. Yes. Yeah. And as far as the character is concerned, I didn't have an issue with her in the beginning. But the for she's one of the few that the further we get into the show and the more seasons we see, the less I really like her okay. and i feel Listen, like a lot of it toxic. is she's a toxic person here's the thing so when abby was in there they had these all these rich characters right right with amazing backstories and everything like that then they bring in eddie diaz who also has a very rich background and then it feels like they brought Maddie in and they're like, well, here's the thing we haven't done yet. And just slapped an abusive husband on her mm-hmm. and her running away from that. And then that was and then that was it. They didn't really give her much more than that. Like she used to be a nurse and we never heard anything about that again after her mentioning, well, I used to be a nurse and being really bad. at I feel like she brings it up a lot. <laughs> like every other 911 call, she's like, well, I used to be a nurse, so... In my experience as a nurse, well, and I think back when I was in the ER, and I think that okay, but we're not we're not really talking about <laughs> Maddie. But the, one of the things that bugged me a lot about like one of the things that does bother me about this show, 
I really love the 911 operator aspect of that. I am not a big fan of when they decide they're going to be crime solvers. Right. <laughs> they're going to go investigate. I'm like, well, no. it's like, you know, like with other people are calling 911. It's like it's a <laughs> ma- massive earthquake and mudslide. No, but and you're like, it's... this one guy called and he had a weird hitch in his voice. So I'm going to spend the rest of my shift. It's like with iZombie old calls where she's a medical fielding... examiner and then she goes to like all the scenes <laughs> and is like really involved in the investigation it's like, why do you have your ME doing your investigations for you? Don't you have detectives for that? And they're t- like, oh, yeah, but we also really like our ME. She's cute. It's TV magic. <laughs> it's TV magic. So, Carla, I was 100% correct with oh you. Oh, my gosh. Like, you just, I knew you just it. know me so well. And I apparently 100% don't know you, correct. like, almost at all. Because I thought, well, for, for one thing, I, I got you beheading Hen right. And it just breaks my heart that I had to be right about that. But I did think that you would... It broke my heart? Yeah, I know, but it breaks, it breaks my heart more. We're talking about me. We're talking about you, but we're talking about me. <laughs> you were going to bed Bobby and wed Buck. And I I don't know why I would give you such a dubious Because I want. Yes, because you just you really... You think I want to marry Juice? Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, my iterations... So I went from bed Buck, wed Hen, behead Bobby, to bed Hen, wed Bobby, behead Buck, to... Bed, I, like, I went you through went all through, the like, iterations, like, over and over and over again. I went through every single combination, and frankly, hard. I feel like the one I got, the one I got is just what happened to be on the sheet of paper <laughs> when we started recording. So I it think is like I probably TBD. would have, reconf- I would have <laughs> reconfigured it, because... I, I do. I really like the character. I I really love all of these characters. No, you know I what? Like a, a huge really credit just, to the creator and, I want and to, to the creators them and all. to the the writers that they are as as Somehow fleshed the same out man as they who are. made Glee. I <laughs> know, like what? Well, apparently, like he's grown up too. <laughs> but this this show is just full of such complex characters with so much development and really good thought given yeah. to their motivations and to their personalities. And of course, you know, obviously the the actors too, because you can't have all of this without the person portraying it on the screen. But I, I absolutely, mm-hmm. it's a show that I started watching as a guilty pleasure kind of thing. You know, I was like, Oh, let me just watch this silly show. And Same. yeah. And now four seasons in I'm in because it just keeps getting better. I just keep getting more and more drawn yeah, into see, it. I I got I kind of like did a on ramp watching nine one one because I started watching. I don't remember why, but I had a hankering. I was like, I just want to watch a show about hot firefighters. <laughs> why? Why? Well, why not? And then I started watching Chicago Fire. Uh-huh. Right. Why are the, Why is this not here? Why is this not <laughs> a thing? But then I started watching Chicago Fire, and I really like Chicago Fire. But then they came out with Chicago PD. Chicago Med, and I'm pretty sure they have like Chicago tax accountants, and, or they had they did Chicago Law or something. All, Dick Wolf just lost his mind in Chicago, and they Chicago did so Chicago many like, crossovers that were, yeah, right. Chicago bakeries, the Chicago pizzerias, but they did so many crossovers that you like, you had to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. To be able to follow the stories. And that's four hours of TV a, a, a week. Yeah. My whole point is I started watching Chicago Fire because Hot Fire. Of course. Then it just got to be too much Chicago <laughs> about it. So I was like, maybe I'll just watch Maybe I'll just watch the first couple seasons of Chicago Fire when it's just the fire department. And then I know that there's one on a, a, a firefighter show on ABC and I can't remember the name of it, but they're tied in with Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that world. <laughs> Um, and then nine one one came out, and I was like, "Perfect! I get awesome. I get 
a great police officer that I can actually look up to as a police officer in Athena. And I get hot firemen. <laughs> and I guess there's Maddie. And, you know, she's there too. <laughs> and and fire women. <laughs> but, like, that's... Not... Fire everybody. But, and I actually get a really... Firefighters. There's, there's the right word for it. <laughs> and on top of that is a really gripping... Uh, storyline and the characters are not just hot they are really complex good characters yeah. that sadly we we have to agree to behead one of them uh, yeah i know you're not going to agree with my beheading uh no i know that i barely agree with my <laughs> own i barely agree with my own beheading like i said i went through beheading every single one right. of these characters and none of them felt right I don't like. I don't want well, to do this, it to any of them. You know, and like, this was just. You know how we say that there's really no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Like in this one in particular, I feel like it's you know, especially true. These are all just such great characters. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like like you said, I'm not gonna agree on beheading Hen. I I hate to say this, but because I hate that this is a frame of reference now in my brain. Um, this is gonna be my Gryffindor. <laughs> And your Ravenclaw coming out, and your Virgo, because you're usually you're you're the stubborn one of the two. What of us. me? Like ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> you are like. Bah, bah, bah. I basically, clearly, I talked myself out of all of these choices over and over again, going by the logic uh-huh. and going by what's right. <laughs> so I, I, I can't see myself marrying Hen. The cheating thing. I can't see myself marrying her because I think that would that's that's a trust loss right there. But mm-hmm. then, of course, there's Bobby who accidentally neglectfully killed his whole family. So yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> but Bobby can cook. <laughs> <laughs> this is your like Regina. It's only a little bit of no, but I also think Hen's got a lot going on in her life right now. I don't think she really could have time for me. I need more time than what <laughs> you Hen need more has attention between working full time. This is where you're going to. Where, like, I need more attention. You're the opposite of, of the Karen. This is the Karen who doesn't. Yeah, this is where Bobby nurturing Bobby's like nurturing, wanting to make up for his past mistakes really like would benefit plays you. into okay, my strong suit of fair. being devoted to honestly fair and you know like with with <laughs> the the fire it's not like he said it intentionally he didn't set out to do this he didn't no. you know like i said neglect it was yeah no no oh my gosh i'm just pointing out for our listeners did drugs fell asleep right. next thing you know the whole building's on and fire. put a coat and put a sleeping bag on a space heater which is just the most brilliant thing you can do but no for sure i absolutely can see the benefits of marrying bobby i still hold hold fast to my idea that hen is a wonderful person but i given that what what the, that the infidelity is a big thing and that was intentional versus bobby's unintentional mm-hmm. you know thing yeah she made a choice she really thought about it first right, too, like, right. and like flirted for a while before yeah. she took that step exactly so th- that i think is what would really seal it for me is the intentionality behind the backstory there so i i agree mm-hmm. I still will not behead Hen, though, because I still think that that Buck has so much more growing up to do because he's still very impulsive. He's still... So you're going to kill him so he can't. You know what? There are no good <laughs> answers here, and I'm fine with that. There really aren't. There aren't. And I hate it's, this. It's not even like, like a factor like of I said, hotness I went through... because everybody here is hot. Everybody in this room is yeah, hot. They're all. And it's not just because they all work for the fire department. Hey. Oh, thanks. 
<laughs> well, you're hot too, and you don't want to fry the pie. Us. Well, yes. Like, thanks. Well, honestly, yes. I mean, have you seen us? <laughs> so yeah, I I went like I said, I went through all of these all the time. So I had reasons for putting all of them in the behead category. I had reasons for putting all of them in all of the categories. The only reason I am willing to put Buck in the behead is the situation where he sued the fire department and how much friction and tension that that caused. That's not to say, again, we're going to get people mad at us on Twitter. (laughs) Of course. Again. Of course. Again, the buddies are going to come after me, and I love, I am a buddy. Same. I'm a buddy, too. Okay? Listen, here. We are both buddies. The hashtag There's a reason that Buck and Eddie are not in the same episode. No, exactly. Look, the hashtag (laughs) boobs are hashtag buddies. Yes. But I just, I hate that because he is, he did so much, like, I think about, like, the, I think... They really have gone through a lot in L.A. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Honestly, I can't believe property costs are so high. <laughs> like the typhoon yeah. thing when he saved typhoon, Christopher that, that and then, like all of that. That huge earthquake. I hate, yeah. This makes me sad. I don't want to have had any of it. So we're going to befriend Ken. <laughs> wed Bobby. Bed Buck and behead Maddie. <laughs> You know what? I can I can build a compromise with that. Except I'm still betting ten <laughs> over bucks. So very sorry. That's okay. I understand. <laughs> but no. So we're we're betting hen. We're wedding Bobby. We're beheading Buck. No, we're beheading Maddie. Well, obviously, but she's we gonna have to share Buck. the gay team with her brother. Because Buck's gonna be with Eddie anyway. So we'll befriend <laughs> Buck. <laughs> oh my God, Meg. Okay, so that's. No, that's our final set. I'm not fighting you okay. about it. I'm just pouty because I love all of these characters. I know. But like I we said, would be pouty about at it one point, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was in every part for me. Same. Um, so anyway, that's our final judgment. And until next week, I'm Meg. And I'm Carla. And, and we're, we're the, the boobs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bed, Wet, Behead. We'd love to hear from you. We are open to suggestions for more character trios, to your feedback, and in lieu of a celebratory bottle of wine, we also accept praise and adulation. You can find us on Twitter at bedwedbeheadpod, through our Instagram bed.wed.behead.pod, on Facebook at bedwedbeheadpod, and you can also send us an email. That's bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and subscribe to Bed, Wed, Behead on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pod on. And don't forget to share us on your favorite social media. Thanks. Bye.